Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? Do you know that you are beloved? Yes. Not just as a family, but every single individual soul. Every person, whether you're Catholic or not, whether you are alive or not, (laughs) our Lord died for you. He died for you. He told, I think it was St. Margaret Mary, that if you were the only person alive, he would have died for you. It makes no sense to us because our love is messed up. Our love is um, self-absorbed and limited in knowledge, in understanding, in perspective, in love, in freedom, uh, in every single thing. But God is infinite, and it's not that he loves, it's that he is love. It's the only attribute of God that he is, it's not what he's like, um, it, it's what he is. God is love. Love is God. You could reverse it. He is love and he loves you. Why does he love you? Uh, because he does. I don't know why. I don't know why he loves me. It's just that he's a God of love. Um, well, if he loves you, why doesn't he make your circumstance better? Um, I can't answer that either. I know that he's perfect in his ways. I know that he's all wise. I know that nothing happens to us and nothing touches us that he does not allow. I know that. It doesn't matter if, if Satan comes against us. If he does and he touches us, God has allowed it. I cannot tell you what God has caused, although the scripture says, whom he loves he chastens. And I do believe that we are under a chastisement. And it's not very great yet. As great as it seems, I don't think it's very great yet. I think we've hardly seen the chastisement that's coming upon us because we have not repented. And I'm not speaking of an evil world, of a world that's growing more evil by the day. Yes, we're speaking of that as well, abortion and everything else. But the fact is that... um, That wonderful convert Peter Kreeft once said, how come 12 um, Christians, uh, disciples uh, in our Lord's day converted the world and a half a billion Christians cannot repeat the feat? Um, I I really do believe the chastisement is not simply because simply there's nothing simple about it. The evil of the world, I think it's because of the evil of God's people. We have ceased being salt and light to the world. In fact, I think we have led the world in evil. I think we have lost the faith. And when I say we, I don't mean any one individual in particular, but God's people as a whole. If you read the Old Testament, you'll see that um, there were people that were faithful throughout But the majority of God's people continued to leave him and sin and then beg and then repent and then beg for forgiveness. And God forgave them each time and they followed him again and then they fell again. 
and it, it's a cycle. If you read the book of Judges, the first book right after the Torah, after the Pentateuch, uh, the sixth book of the Bible, Judges, you'll see, I think there's a cycle of seven times that the people uh, followed God and sinned and were punished and then they repented and then they followed him and sinned and were punished and repented and followed him. Just a real cycle. And I think um, it's continued to this day only... With each cycle, we have gotten worse. With each cycle, we have gotten worse. And it is God's people that I believe are responsible for this because we have ceased being his light in the world. And now I need to say that there are thousands of Christians, thousands of Catholics who have given their lives for God, who have been martyred, uh, who to this day live a life of martyrdom because they live for uh, to abolish abortion and they get uh, put in jail for it and accused for it and killed for it and they're doing God's work 24-7. We know that there are many, many, many of those and, and many of you are among them. Um, but the majority of Catholics uh, live in the world and are of the world and at the very most make an effort to not be of the world but we have uh, withheld we live uh, private lives we have not ceased to bring the gospel to the world now some of you are going to be offended because you do that all the time i know that i'm not speaking of you but i'm speaking of god's people as a whole we have we are not we are barely if at all, distinguishable from the world, barely distinguishable from the world. And we've grown cowardly and and inward and self-centered and protective and all of that. And we have the answer that the whole world needs. We have the answer that the whole world needs. And you know, I, lately I've been spending my days... Now, I want to tell you, I love you, and I can't even imagine uh, how many of you, I would say most of you who are listening to the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, uh, my guess is that you live for God with all your heart. So um, I'm, I'm talking about us, but I'm talking about God's people uh, as a whole. I'm not hollering at you. I'm not hollering at any specific one, but I include myself. I spend my days because I do believe that uh, great chastisement is coming upon us much more than we have now. And I believe that we've earned it. I believe that we have not repented to avoid it. And is there still time? Perhaps there is. I can't say. I don't know. I'm not a prophet. I listen to all kinds of opinions and uh, articles and stories and news and I am not in any position to assess anything but I think the signs of the times are becoming clearer every every single day and I'll tell you personally I spend my days not panicking not panicking trusting God thinking how could I live a better life how could I live a more holy life what can I do how can I make better use of my time? Because I fail every day in my time. I'm, I'm a dreamer. I think of all kinds of things. Um, 
And I keep thinking, all right, I don't know what kind of time we have, but it's short. And the world needs to be saved. And particularly Catholics need to return to the faith and live it as if it matters. And as I say all the time, as if it's true. We need to live it as if it's true. We need to do what matters. Uh, Can you imagine what would happen if all of us lived every single day as if it's our last day? People say, well, how do we prepare for the chastisement, uh, for the warning that is said to be coming upon the world, for, uh, for this and for that and for this? How do, we do, how do we prepare for all of that? And my answer is we prepare for all of that the same way we would prepare if we knew we would die in our sleep tonight. We need to live each day as if it's our last. I don't live that way. I think about it, but I don't live that way. I think I still have time. And uh, it's, it's, I think, the devil's lie that we have time. I think I once told you about a story. It might be in the Screwtape Letters uh, by C.S. Lewis, but I, I'm not sure about that. But the devil wants to mock God. And so God sent his disciples, our Lord Jesus, uh, out two by two and uh, to... Um, uh, to bring the gospel to the world, and so the devil wants to uh, mimic that. And so he got his little disciples, his little demons, uh, to go out two by two. He's training them. This is a story. Um, and so they went out, and they came back to him, and they said, we told them, we told them God doesn't exist, we told them. And they were attacking Catholics, Christians, not not an unbelieving world. They went specifically to those who are Uh, who believe, but kind of are on the fence, just kind of average. And average Catholics, average Christians, will not survive what's happening. They will not survive. Average families will not survive. They will not. Only those who are 100%, as Father John Harden, we read yesterday, and I'll read a little bit today, calls heroic Catholics, heroic families will survive. No one else will. Nobody that's average will survive. Now, now I've heard this. I've read this. I absolutely believe it because, you know, uh, now I'm interrupting my little story here, but um, if your body grows weak, you stop exercising. I know what this is about, too. Uh, so I can speak from experience. You get really weak. And then something happens, and instead of walking and strolling uh, around the block, all of a sudden something happens, and you have to run. And you cannot because your muscles are not there. You've remained average, and you are not prepared for uh, heroic living or an emergency. And, and it's the same in our spiritual lives. And so the little demons were sent out, disciples of, of Satan, two by two, and they attacked uh, Christians and they said, you know what, this stuff about God, you believe the fallacy, there's no God, you can't prove it, there's no God, look what's happening in the world, look what's how people are dying, look at, look at this and look at that and look at how long you've been without a job and look at your family and look at what God has an answer because there is no God, this is, how long are you going to believe this? How long are you going to believe it? And so, um, 
uh, so he comes back, the little demons, and they say, Satan, we told them, we told them there was no God. And Satan said to them, oh, come on, you don't get it at all. They know there's a God. They, yeah, they could be tempted. They know there's a God. That's not going to work. Go out. Go out and, and give him another message. This won't work. And so they gave them the, le- the, the next. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the Internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. We are in the middle of a story of how, uh, and it's it's a story. It's not uh, I, it's not uh, a true story. It's made up of uh, um, to illustrate uh, how uh, how Satan and the demons work. And so Satan was mimicking Jesus, and he sent two by two little demons out uh, to to attack Catholics. The world is doing it. They're fine. They're, they're away from God. They live in sin for the most part. And uh, Satan, they're fine on their own. Satan doesn't have to. He's got them. He, they don't, he doesn't have to do anything. But it is the church that he attacks and gets into, as Pope Paul VI said uh, last century that the smoke of Satan has entered the church. And he never, ever, ever stops. And his attacks have been subtle, but they're no longer subtle. They're straight out uh, uh, 
so obvious. But the thing is, if we're not living uh, a faithful Catholic life, they're going to be less obvious to us. If we are in the world and of it, we're not going to recognize the devil's tactics. So the little, the first two little disciples, I'm making them cute, even though they're demons. Um, they go out and they say to Catholics, there's no God. There's no God. Come on. What, what has God done for you? What, why hasn't he answered your prayer? For years, you've been looking for a, a mate, a spouse, a job, uh, happiness peace with your spouse, all of that. Why do you still believe in God? And so he comes back and he says to Satan, they say to Satan, we told them, we told them there's no God. And he said, you don't get it. They, they, yeah, they're suffering, but they know there's a God. They know that. They have faith. They know that. That's never going to work. Get, go, go, go try again. And so they go out and they tell, they come back and they say, okay, this time, we told them. We told them the Bible is man-made and all these rules of the church are man-made and they've fallen for a lie and they've been duped and all that. And he said, you don't get it. These are, you're talking to Catholics who know their faith. These are Catholics. We're sending you to the, the cream of the crop. We're not sending you to fallen away Catholics. We're sending you to those who claim to be real Catholic, living their faith. They never miss mass. All of that. This is not, they know that the church is of God. It's not going to work. Get out of here. Go back. And so they come back a third time and they say to Satan, we told them there's time. He said, now you got it. Now you got it. There's time. That'll do it. They, you know, they know what they need to get their act together. They know they're living for themselves. They know they're kind of in the world and of it in part. They know that they're going to sacrifice more tomorrow. Not today, but next week. Um, Tell them there's time. That, you got it. Because now there's time. You didn't tell them to fall into sin. You didn't tell them to stop being Catholic. You didn't come against their faith. You just said there's time. So now they can relax and continue to live as if the world's going to continue, um, as if they'll be able to go to confession tomorrow and all of this. Now you got it. You see? There's no time, beloved. There's no more time. And I spend my days, uh, I started to say this earlier, Um, not in panic, my goodness, that would be against faith, but consumed in a sense with what more I can do, how differently I can live. If we know that we have the only truth that the world needs, we must not keep it to ourselves. Father Stan Fortuna, Father Groeschel's order, said years ago, if we keep the gospel to ourselves, we are thieves because We have nothing that we haven't received, and we have received nothing that we are to keep and not give to the world. And when we give it away, we still have it. It just becomes multiplied. And so everything we have is to be given away. Everything we have. Hold nothing back from God. And beloved, whatever you've done in the past, you've you've tried to uh, give this up, give that up. Uh, you've tried a million times to do everything. Just do it. A little Nike. Just do it today. Start loving today. And if you uh, ask God to love through you, as St. Therese of Lisieux did, 
when she had a superior that she couldn't uh, really ruffled her. The superior was terrible. And she said to God, I can't love her. I can't love her. You know what, God? You love her through me. And St. Therese changed this nun's life. And the nun would say to her, why do you love me? Because the nun knew she was miserable. And, and St. Therese said, God loves you. And God loved through her. So that's what we need to do. We need to love. If we're walking with God, he will love through us. He will love through us. And we'll begin to treat people the way we desperately need, not based on their actions, not based on their failures, not based on our expectations, but based on God's love for us. If I tell you what, personally, if God waited for me to get my act together and be the best Catholic I could be, I would forget it. Just forget it. Forget it. Forget it. The only reason I keep striving, the only reason I keep getting up, um, I keep falling, I keep getting up again. I I told uh, someone once, I have one PhD in life, and that's in not giving up. It's the only thing I've learned to do well. I don't do anything else well. But what I do is I don't give up. It's not that I don't fall. It's that I don't fail, by God's grace, to get up again. And that's the only failure. It doesn't matter if you failed a million times. You've killed ten people. You've betrayed your wife and children. All the most horrible things you could think of. There, While you have breath, run to a priest and you can repent. And he'll hear your confession. And you will be forgiven. And then as long as God gives you breath, you can spend the rest of your life, as St. Mary Magdalene did, in reparation to make Jesus died for you on the cross and repaired your sin against God. But everything you've done against people, God gives us the opportunity to repair. As if we've broken a window, God forgives us. But we need to begin to pay back that window. And so God gives us time to do that. And we may not have time. We don't know that. But we need to live as if it matters. We need to live as if it's true, beloved. And what I've been saying yesterday, what I started reading yesterday, was something that Father John Harden, now servant of God, Father John Harden wrote 32 years ago in 1988. And it is uh, the the idea of not just Catholic families, and he says here, Catholic families will not survive. Forget the world, they'll definitely not survive. But average Catholics and average Catholic families simply will not survive what's coming upon us any day. Not next year, not 10 years. It could be today, it could be tomorrow. Do I want to frighten you? Maybe a little bit just into reality. We don't know what time we have. We don't know what time we have any more than uh, the people in Noah's day knew what time they had. They mocked Noah and said, come on, God, flood, what flood? It never even rained before. Noah built an ark. Took him 120 years to build the ark. 120 years to build a huge, huge, huge boat in the middle of dry land. It had never rained. 
It had never rained. People, God watered the earth that came up out of the earth from a mist, mist, mist. And, and he watered the earth, sprayed it from underneath. It had never rained. A boat for dry land, a flood. What is that? They didn't believe Noah. He preached his heart out, and no one believed him. And then the deluge, the flood came and wiped every single individual out except those that he was able to get on the, on the, uh, on the ark with him. And it was only his family and a bunch of animals. Uh, and Jesus said, it's going to be just like in the days of Noah when he comes back. Men will be eating and drinking and laughing and partying and there'll be no faith. There'll be no faith, just like in Noah's day. If you ask the people with Noah, do you have faith? Of course I do. But Noah, come on. He's been preaching this for over 100 years. What? Come on. Let's eat, drink, and be merry. That's what people are doing today. They might be reading about chastisement. They may be reading interesting books, but they're not changing their lives. And they're continuing to live average lives and maybe building refuges and uh, protection for themselves. But um, God is going to have his way, beloved. There's no protection from God. There is no protection from God. The only protection is to repent and to live a life that matters as if it matters, as if it matters. And don't Keep yourself closed in. If you've been living next door to your neighbor for 10 years and you hardly know them except to wave hello and they're not Christians, you need to go tell them. You need to go tell them. They may say, well, what? I've been living next to you for 10 years. Now you're telling me this? And you'll say, I apologize to you. It's my fault that I've withheld this from you. Maybe I was afraid of your reaction. Maybe I wanted to respect you and not intrude in your life. And and I made the wrong choice because now we're talking about eternal life. We need to live as if it's true, beloved. So what that is for you, I don't know. But I would say if you want to know what it is to be in the world and not of it, just picture Jesus appearing to you. And walking side by side with you in every single thing you do. At home, when you get out of bed, how you eat, what you do with your time, the TV programs you watch, the books you read, the news you pay attention to, the neighbors you neglect, uh, the, the employees at work that you, uh, you, you're like them instead of being unlike them because you want to be popular and a regular person, and you care more about what they think of you than you do about their eternal souls. So it, it's, I'm not saying it's an easy situation, but how do you live in the world and not of it? What decisions do you make? Picture yourself. Now, Jesus is in you. If you're a Catholic, he's in you. He lives in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. Um, But picture him physically being with you. How would you dress? How would you use your time? How would you reach out? Would you leave the poor to starve? Would you you, uh, not fulfill your vocation as a loving husband, as head of the home? Do you leave it to your wife to run the house, to lead in prayer instead of you doing and living your vocation? 
uh, I tell you, beloved, I think our time is up and uh, we need to get to work. There's the music for our break. Call in with anything on your heart, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Are you having a hard time keeping up with all that's going on these days in the Vatican? Did you know that LifeSite puts out a monthly print news magazine in beautiful, full color? Our magazine, Faithful Insight, gives you all the most important coverage from Rome and lets you read it away from the computer, phone, or tablet. It summarizes dozens of new happenings down to the essentials, but provides full analysis on all the most important developments. Faithful Insight brings you the coverage of the Vatican that you know and expect from LifeSite in a different form. It has received high praise from cardinals, bishops, priests, and faithful who want to stay abreast of the most crucial battle in our time, the battle for the soul of the church. Subscribe today at faithfulinsight.com and may God bless you. Prayer of Deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg Thee through the intercession and help of the Archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore Thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every Form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved to Mother Miriam Live. This is our half hour together, and uh, you are welcome to call in with anything on your heart. The heart of the matter is the matter of your heart. So call in with anything at all. Uh, I, I always try to do my best to answer you, and if I cannot, then I, I can refer you to those who might be able to help. And the toll-free number is one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from Susan who writes, Good morning, Mother. It is so nice having you in my life. You support me. I'm so happy, Susan. God bless you. And she says, I'm a mother. I am a mother, too, of 11. Bless you, bless you, bless you. I love hearing that. And grandma of many. Each day as I wake up, I try to put my head on straight. Recall the purpose of each day. Excuse me. 
focus on the kingdom, remind myself of the truth, adopt a loving attitude, try not to be scared of the terrible things going on, and eventually death. I lean in the direction of being a chicken, even though others say I am strong. (laughs) Um, You know, people who are courageous, it doesn't mean uh, they're not afraid. It means that they are courageous in the midst of their fear. If you have no fear, you're not courageous. And she says, Susan says, do you have a recording of all these topics? Just a daily walk with God, our focus, attitude, what to think of, what to speak of, how not to waste life, but to live rightly. Oh, my goodness. I personally don't have a recording of all these topics. I've spoken of them in all through the years at different points. Um but I don't have a recording of it. Um, I think what you what you're looking for is a, somewhat of a rule of life, and um, and I would say, Susan, I mentioned this yesterday, and I mentioned it before. We are about to mail, uh, possibly at the end of this week, our next newsletter with uh, the uh, next three letters combined of Mary's oblates that are speaking of what it means to be a Benedictine oblate of our community, the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope, uh, according to your state in life. Uh, all the, all the, uh, the statutes, uh, the ideas, uh, the rules, so to speak, but for us, there we take vows. You don't take vows, although you can make promises and you can become a true oblate, giving your life to God in the world. And each one according to his whole state. For whole families have signed up to do this. Individuals have signed up to do this. Married couples so far without children or elderly. Many, many people, over 200 so far, have signed up to, to follow this. And it's because it'll give you a rule of life, a morning offering when you get up, how to, how to live, how to live this life for God. And so it's not a day-by-day instruction, but it will give you prayer and, um, and principles by which to live uh, and how to study. And uh, again, uh, it, it's up to each one. Every, some people are going to do this 15 minutes a day. Some people are going to take two hours a day. Some people are going to take one hour once a month. It is completely up to each individual one. And I mentioned again, I'll mention it again. I think there's still time uh, to get the newsletter. It's going to be a, a pretty big package. Um, just go to our website, motherofisraelshope.org. Uh, and click on newsletter and right at the top you can subscribe and get the entire newsletter by regular mail or by email. If you sign up to get it, you can get it both, email and regular mail. Um, the regular mail usually comes uh, a week or so later than the email, so you're welcome to sign up for both. But if you get the email only, then you're not going to get a lot of the things we include, sometimes DVDs, CDs. Uh, in this particular newsletter, we have a very beautiful um, holy card for how to make a spiritual communion at home if you can't get to Mass. We've just printed them. And so um, you won't get that in the email. But if you get email only, you can always call us and we'll put the 
um, individual items in the mail too, no problem. So that's that's one thing you can do so that you're kind of in a family and there's a somewhat of accountability and you know that all the oblates are play, praying for all the other oblates so you're not alone in this walk. And Susan says, thank you for all you do to be there to support us. I love hearing the truth. Oh, that's music to my ears, Susan. She says, if you know of a good examine E-X-A-M-E-N, examine online somewhere, please let me know. Well, I do. Um, It's a daily examination of conscience for those who haven't heard the term examine. And, And usually it's done twice a day. And there's a very wonderful Orthodox site that I often go to. It's Carmelite. We're Benedictine. And it's Carmelite. Uh, Carmelite Sisters. And the website is Carmelite uh, all one word, Carmelite Sisters OCD um, dot com. And then if you just have forward slash examine E X A M E N, uh, and you'll, you'll come up to it. So again, Carmelite Sisters um, OCD dot com slash forward slash examine they have a beautiful examine that you can print out they have instructions they have an explanation and it says that it's recommended that you practice doing examine at least twice a day this is not an intellectual exercise it is a prayer do not feel compelled to use the same words given here unless they are helpful. In the beginning, they may be helpful, but as you become comfortable, you could use your own words. And they have words there from St. John of the Cross. Very, very beautiful. So uh, if you just type into a search engine, a traditional Catholic examine, E-X-E-M, uh, E-X-A-M-E-N, uh, you will get many. You will get many good ones that you can use. Uh, I came across the Carmelite one, and I have found them a very faithful site. They're very traditional and very faithful. So um, Susan uh, ends her email by saying, Blessed, Blessings in the two sacred hearts. God bless you, Susan. We have an email from somebody who writes it anonymously and says, Dear Mother Miriam, my husband is a non-Catholic Christian, and we were married in the Catholic Church. We had zero formation prior to marriage. Well, I want to say shame on the priest who married you. Shame on the priest. He should not have married you. Especially if you're getting married to a non-Catholic, even though he's a Christian, you should not be married without that formation because you both need to know what you're getting into, especially the non-Catholic spouse who needs to agree to raise your children Catholic. And so um, it's very, very difficult, unadvisable, and I, I, I say shame on that priest who married you. I don't know who he is. And people say, well, who are you, Mother Mary? They say shame on, shame on that priest. I'm a Catholic. I'm a Catholic, and the, the, the vocation of the priesthood is to save souls, not to make them happy and comfortable. And so she says, my husband is a non-Catholic Christian, and we were married in the Catholic Church. We had zero formation prior to marriage, and now have a toddler with another child on the way. My husband believes we should begin to watch videos about his faith and then my Catholic faith in order to show one another what we believe. You see, all of this should have happened 
prior to your marriage, not after it. Because the commitment to raise your children Catholic and live a Catholic faith should have been made as part of your marriage vows. This should have all been done prior to your marriage. That's why I say shame on any priest who married you without this. And uh, this woman goes on to say... um, my husband believes we should, well, I'll re- reread the sentence. My husband believes we should begin to watch videos about his faith and then my Catholic faith in order to show one another what we believe. He spe- specifically wants me to hear the rapture and the end of times talks. Although I admire his openness to hearing about the Catholic faith, I honestly do not want to do this. You shouldn't have to do this. You were married in the Catholic Church. You should not have to do this. The little time I have, she writes, I do not wish to spend hearing non-Catholic material as I am just now beginning to learn more about my own faith. Am I wrong and selfish in thinking this way? You are not wrong and selfish. Again, this should have been settled before your marriage. This is not a toss-up. This is not, we'll figure this out after we marry. This is to be figured out before you marry. And if you married in the Catholic Church, you made certain vows. They need to be kept, and you need to be Catholic. You do not need to be looking into non-Catholic faith. Um, She says, should I make time to watch non-Catholic videos with my husband and return, show him Catholic videos? The answer is no. I attend a Latin parish and am striving to raise our child in a more traditional Catholic way. I do not participate much in my parish as I struggle with not wanting to isolate my husband and create my own Catholic world. You have the absolute right priorities. This is very good. You don't need to be active in your Catholic parish. Your priority is your husband and your and your child and not to create your own Catholic world. Good for you. And she says, so I have been trying to live out my faith at home and dedicate myself to my husband and child. Perfect. At times, I do feel a little lonely, I understand. However, your show truly inspires me daily, and I consider you my spiritual director. Oh, dear. I pray that God will help you through this. And um, whatever I say that's not good, not right, not helpful, that he'll blot out of your mind. And she says, thank you with all my heart for all you do. Anonymous. Um, number one, again, I repeat, this should have all happened before you married, and I, I, I regret uh, the priest did what he did. Um, he put you, he led you into a great deal of hardship by not figuring all this out before you married. So that's number one. Secondly, um, I would say the most you should do to help your husband the most you should do to help your husband is not watch videos perhaps read a book that's it decide each to read a book um because when you read a book you're looking at the facts if you choose good books videos uh you are you are greatly influenced by the a presentation itself by emotion, by the personality of the one who presents it, his zeal, his his giftedness and ability uh, to express, you know, either side. I don't think that should be a distraction. Only the facts. Forget videos. Um, 
you could choose books. You could choose books. And so, um, and I think you need to, uh, well, you can read them individually or together. Again, you're not obligated to do this, but you could read one book each. And my, the books I would suggest for him are, number one, Catholicism and Fundamentalism, published by Ignatius Press by Carl Keating. Secondly, I would recommend um, um, Surprised by Truth. It's 11 evangelical ministers who became Catholic. It's their personal stories. It's edited, put together by Patrick Madrid. And I suggest those two books for you. Um, And thirdly, Scott Hahn's Rome Sweet Home, his testimony of coming to the church. There's many books, but those three are top in my mind right now. Um, And whatever book he gives you to read, just take it easy. Take your time. And if you, as you're reading it, if you have any questions, you don't know how to defend your faith, give Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Give them a call. Speak to their apologist or just go online and put the topic in. You will get an answer to anything you need to know. Relax and say no videos, my sweetheart, but we can choose a couple of books. Okay, that's it. Uh, God bless you. We'll be right back after the break. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails. And stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. Questions about your faith life and the life of your family? Ask Mother Miriam each weekday from 10 to 11 a.m. Eastern when the Station of the Cross brings you Mother Miriam Live, a program to inspire you and offer solutions to many of life's challenges. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam with some very exciting news. Through a partnership between the Station of the Cross and LifeSite News, you will be able to listen and watch Mother Miriam live on YouTube and Facebook at the Station of the Cross, including past episodes on podcast. As always, you're going to be able to call, text, or email whatever your questions are. If you are not able to watch a live stream, you'll still be able to listen on your local Station of the Cross affiliate on the iCast. Catholic Radio mobile app or at the station of the cross.com. God bless you.
Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. This is our last segment together about good 10 minutes, and uh, the lines are wide open. We actually have Mike and Denise on the line, and you're also welcome to call in one eight seven seven five. Uh, oh dear, 511-5483 has that. I've, every once in a while my mind goes blank. Every once in a while I'd say pretty often. And then email at mother at the station of the cross.com. We have Mike from Texas on the line. Hi, Mike. Are you there, Mike? Uh oh. Okay. Denise, are you there? I'm here. Well, are you there, Denise? I am. Can you oh, hear me? I can hear you now. Yes, good. Very good, <laughs> <Great>. sweetheart. <laughs> You're from Toronto. Well, hello, hello. Hello, hello, mother. Hi. Um, yeah, I love hearing your your talks every day. It's it's like the highlight oh. of my day. Even Thanks though be to God. Some of the stuff is very, very, uh-huh. you know, negative. It's the truth. It's the it, truth. That's it. If it's the truth, it's positive. Speaking about mm-hmm. a negative situation, but how we could bring God and light and love and truth into it. Good. Yeah, and so my question is this. Um, like during this whole, you know, lockdown or pandemic, whatever we want to call it, um, I, you know, I, I just feel like very early on, like the Lord really opened my eyes to what was happening. And then, you know, I, I heard you, I heard other people speaking the same thing. And I started sharing, you know, looking for for information videos and sharing them with, with many people. And um, I have to say, despite all my efforts, nobody's really, you know, changed their hearts or, you know, said, you know, well, maybe there's more to this than what, you know, the media is saying. And um, maybe except my parents, I think. <laughs> but but forget um, them. Forget the media. Right. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm telling them. You know, like, and they're everybody's listening to the media and saying, "Oh, well, the media says this," and I'm trying to say, the media is not not the truth. You know, and Satan, um, anyhow, Satan, no. Satan. I know I'm interrupting you, Denise. Forgive me, no, but okay. Satan okay, is the prince of the power of the air. He's the prince of this world, and he is over the media. And all we hear are lies. So you've got to understand that. If you if you tune in to LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross, um, you're safe. You'll, you'll get the real news. Okay, go ahead. Totally agree, yes. And so now, like, our, you know, thanks be to God, our church is just open last week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things are, you know, you know, people are coming back. They're feeling positive, and the priests are positive, and, you know, and... Um, Everyone's, you know, things are starting to reopen in our, you know, where we live. And I'm still, I think I'm being seen as some doom and gloom girl because I'm still speaking about, well, we still, things are not okay. <laughs> we're, not. you know, we're, you know, there's this, you know, I see so many things happening and I see what's happening, you know, what I'm expecting to happen. And, you know, I'm not probably not as, as ahead as you are about what's going on, but, but, um, 
I guess my question is, is number one, is, do you have any explanation for why, like, I know some people who are such, you know, devout Catholics, they're, you know, pray like Carmelites, they pray all the time, and yet they're, they're not, their eyes are not open to any of this, and, you know, including really good priests that I know. And the other question is, how do I, how do I keep presenting this without, you know, looking, I mean, I, I don't care what I look like, but I mean, I just feel like I'm screaming like Noah and nobody's listening. Well, just like they didn't listen to Noah, right? They didn't listen. Uh, it's, it's, it's the same thing all over again. Um, I would say, Denise, uh, the message to preach is holiness. The message to preach and to uh, give an example of is living a holy Catholic life. That's what we need, because that's what we need to do, whether we believe that uh, the chastisement is going to get worse or not. We need, it's time to live a holy Catholic life. And that's what we need to portray. We don't need to frighten people, although fear is good if it's, if it's used to straighten out our lives and repent. Um, but... Um, uh, you you have to know who you're giving a message to and where they're at in life and all of that, um, but not to scare people, but to encourage them somehow. It, it could be scary. You know, you could say to them, "Have you uh, do you have any idea about the warning and about uh, the chastisement that may be coming upon us?" And you know, all of that. And if they say, "No, I don't pay attention to those things," then just don't worry about it. Don't fight. Just say, "You know." I personally believe our time is very short, and um, God is giving us a very short window to straighten out our lives. And so I just want to, you know, uh, be a witness to that in the world as I'm straightening out my own, that kind of thing. So don't be frustrated by it. There are people who are living wonderful Catholic lives, and they're closed to all of this. Let it go. Um, and, and priests as well, they don't want to hear it. Uh, people that don't want to hear it, uh, I'm not going to make a judgment on them, but um, it's for all kinds of reasons, and I don't push. I just don't push. So don't be frustrated. Live a holy life yourself, and you, your holy life will speak volumes more than you could ever verbally explain. Okay. Thank and as far, as far as priests... Um, you know, if our priests are not living such a holy life, if they are not teaching the faith, if they are uh, negative, if they themselves don't believe all this, uh, we have to accept that as part of this present darkness and culture of death that we live in. We have to accept that. And no longer... No, we have to grow up into our faith, all of us, and no longer depend on priests and bishops. We cannot. Too many of them have lost the faith. Too many of them have gone against the faith. Too many of them don't live the faith. And, um, and we cannot depend on them. I'm not saying there aren't hundreds of holy, heroic priests, but because someone's a priest, we always must respect the office, but we can never take it for granted that they, what they live and what they say is correct. No more, because it is the priests and the bishops that have been largely responsible for three generations that have lost the faith. And so... Um, uh, we need now uh, to be sheep who 
begin to uh, be responsible for our for our faith, for our souls, for our eternity, and the eternity of our loved ones. Thank you. Okay. All right, Denise. Did that help at all? It did. It did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right, sweetheart. Mike, are you still on the line? I sure am. Oh, I'm sorry Brother? we didn't get together earlier. We have just about a minute together, Mike. Okay, um, well, I'm going to cut it. I'll cut it real short because I yeah. got a message last year during a very, very difficult Lent for me and my family. But in Holy Hour at six in the morning on March 27th, I heard these words from, I believe, our Lord. He said, "Ride it out with love, joy, and peace." And that was personal for me, and I tried to apply Perfect. that all that year. But then he gave me a second little line, and he said, I got the calm, which basically, as a military person, told me that he's in charge. And I'll tell you, I think now for our country, um, I went to West Point, and I have a very deep sense of loyalty to our country, but more importantly to our church. And really, we have to lean forward uh, with a military mindset that's all based upon love, joy, and peace. And then to go ahead and, and to witness courageously at this time. Yeah, Denise, I hope you're listening to Mike. Mike, it's absolutely perfect. What you just said, I've got goosebumps, is exactly God's plan. Exactly, Mike. God bless you. I believe that's the way we do move forward. We are soldiers of Christ. We are in the military. We are soldiers of Christ, and we are at war. And love, peace, and joy is going to be the greatest witness in the world. But we need to move forward into the battle. Mike, God bless you for your call. It was perfect ending to our program. Perfect sum. God bless you all. We'll speak with you tomorrow.